This show is brought to you by earpeeler.com. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are cranking it up. Okay, what's up, everybody? This is Ross the Boss. Hey there, this is Joey Vera from Armored Saints, and you are listening to Mars Attack. This is Doyle Wolfgang von Frankenstein of Doyle, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what do you say? Be careful, because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attacks. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dave Winnorp of Monster Magnet, and you are listening to Mars Attacks. Hey, what's happening? This is Tommy Victor from Prong and Danzig. Hey, all, here's Andreas Kitzer from Sepultura and De La Tierra, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Enjoy. Yo, what's up? This is Frank Fellow from Anthrax, and you are listening to Mars Attack. Turn it up! Hey, this is Richard Patrick from Stilter, and you're listening to Mars Attack. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. Welcome, one and all, to episode 132 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. Hey, guys, and for today's show, we have this very special interview. (laughs) Fuck that, man. Oh, man. Sorry. Uh, I've been messing around with my setup here for the last few days. Really wanted to get this interview out last week. Nonetheless, this interview was conducted on September 11th, 2015, so it's been some time since I interviewed Max Cavalera, formerly of Sepultura, currently of Soulfly, Cavalera Conspiracy, Killer Be Killed, Nail Bomb, so on and so forth. The man needs very little introduction. Um, if you listen to my interview with him for Sepultura's Arise, You'll have heard the first part of this interview that I conducted with him. Uh, If you want to check out that specific uh, episode of the podcast, it is very easy. All you have to do is go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and you will find all of our lovely, lovely episodes. Um, We did a bunch of classic album series during the course of the last half of last year. And I interviewed him initially for that and for the new album, Archangel. Archangel is an awesome, awesome album. I am not just saying that because I got a chance to interview him like so many other people do, where behind the scenes they talk shit about so on, uh, about this person, so on and so forth about them. And then when they have him on the air, hey, well... You know, this album is really good. It's really blah, blah, blah. And then behind the scenes, you know, this guy's really an egomaniac. He sucks. He's this. He's that. It's like, I don't know. What's what's the point? <laughs> if you don't like somebody, why why interview him? Or why say that this is so great or, or that's so great? I mean, I don't know. Just do what you feel is right. Don't, you know, do it to, I don't know, for whatever other motives you may have. 
But uh, for me, I have no problem uh, saying that that last Soulfly album is one of the best albums to come out in 2015. In my opinion, of course, I really enjoyed it. We'll play uh, tracks off of the album during this episode. But uh, yeah, the episode is 126 that we focused on Arise. Uh, the episode has interviews not only with Max, but also Kisser. Uh, was nice enough to come on. It was great talking to him as well. Uh, it's it's amazing that the bigger an artist is, usually the cooler they are in most cases. Uh, then when you talk to some smaller name people, sometimes they have chips on their shoulders or want to prove something and they come off as bigger dicks. But whatever, that's their prerogative. Uh, if you are interested in episode 126, not only... Max and Andreas, but also Charlie D'Angelo from Soulfly and Spiritual Beggars, who are about to release a new album, which is possibly the best Spiritual Beggars album I've heard. It really caught me off guard how solid it is. Not to say that they're not great musicians, but it seems like they finally put the whole, you know, mix and recipe together to put out one great album really enjoying it so far uh who else metal historian martin popoff um uh, mitch lafon is also involved also uh, alan tecchio who is of a band that's getting quite a bit of notoriety lately watchtower after eons is finally putting out an album that they've been working on for eons so congrats to those guys that's going to be coming out on prosthetic uh should be a really really cool album also, the guys from Corners of Sanctuary, Dave Reffitt, uh, Josh Christian of Toxic, Stu Marshall, and Jeff Martin of Blasted to Static. Jeff Martin is also known for his work in Racer X. You also have drummer extraordinaire Gene Hoagland of Testament, uh, Dark Angel, Meldrum, um, Strapping Young Lad, formerly of Fear Factory, so on and so forth. He's involved. Jason McMaster of Dangerous Toys and Broken Teeth, and Count William from Witch Cross and Ravensthorn is also involved. You also have a bunch of written comments up on the website as well, so go to MarsAttacksRadio.com and find out more about this episode. You could also listen to it if you've subscribed via iTunes or Stitcher. But we do allow you the ability to listen to the podcast or download it right off of the website as well. We know that there are people out there that don't want to subscribe. They just want to listen to a few select episodes. So that's cool. You can do it that way as well. Whatever whatever works for you guys, man. We're just trying to make things easy so that uh, you can listen to the shows and help spread the word. You can do so on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we have Tumblr as well, G+, all that great stuff. You can find links to it right on the right-hand side of the MarsAttacksRadio.com homepage. So that's your best place to go to find out about anything regarding the podcast. So, so yeah, so I've been working on the rack here. <laughs> Not my muscles. On, on the sound of the show, so there's a completely different sound to what I'm doing with the show this week. Let me know what you guys think. Drop me a line, input at Mars 
attacksradio.com. If you want to comment about anything regarding the show, you can do so there as well. And man, I'm I'm pumped up about this episode. Like I said, I really enjoyed the latest Soulfly album. So let's jump right into a track off of the album. This is a track that, you know, one of the questions that I come up with during the episode is asking Max about if he fears about any type of repercussion from religious radicals or anything like that. Regarding the lyrics, he's always touched upon different religious themes, whether you realize it or not. Uh, So, once again, here's something that's touched upon in the Bible. Um, The track is Sodomites, and just the whole Middle Eastern feel that is captured during this just really sucks me in, man. I absolutely love that aspect of this track, and... The entire album, if you if you really look at it, um, the the track that everyone knows about is "We Sold Our Souls to Metal," and that's probably the track that's the I wouldn't say standout, but it's different to everything else on the album. Everything else seems to be woven together with this Middle Eastern feel to it. Not to say that that track isn't great or anything, because we'll play it later on. But uh, let's jump into this track right here. Again, it is called Sodomites and it is off of Archangel by Soulfly.
forged from the fires that created a long-lost brotherhood of podcasts comes the Blast Syndicate. We are made up of Focus on Metal, Inside Metal, Iron City Rocks, Mars Attacks, Metal Geeks, MSR Cast, Neckbreaker, Radioactive Metal, and Wiki Metal. We are the Blast Syndicate. Go to BlastSyndicate.com to find out more. Get blasted. There you go, little sodomites by Soulfly coming off of Archangel. Help us out and help the artist out by going and picking up that track or picking up the album Archangel. In the show notes, you'll find links to iTunes or Amazon. Uh, You don't pay anything additional. We're giving them the lead per se, and they're giving us a, a slight kickback for any sales we send their way. Even if you don't want to purchase that album, if you want to purchase something else, use our links to do so. I know everyone under the sun says that because everyone has Amazon links and and whatnot. Um, I can honestly say, if I mean, if you're not a fan of the show, if you're just coming here because it's Max Cavalera, uh, any money that is generated from those links goes back not only to this show, but goes to feeding my family. Uh, anything that you click on on my other sites like earpeeler.com, same deal. Uh, please use those ads to make purchases. Um, even, again, if you're not going to purchase an album, click on the the ads, go through to Amazon and purchase whatever you want. You know, I'm, I'm not somebody making seven figures on the side with all my endeavors. I'm not someone that was born into a shit ton of money. Um, I'm not crying that I need money or want to get rich or whatnot. You know, I love doing what I do with these podcasts, but any, any cent you can donate is very well appreciated. Not only do I appreciate it, my family appreciates, appreciates it. No lie at all. So, um, anyway, I mentioned the ear peeler a second ago. Always need to plug that. Ear peeler is your destination for all things podcasting and interviews. Uh, we have been branching out and doing more things outside of hard rock and metal. Just testing the waters to see if uh, people are interested. I mean, just rock-based music is what we've been doing. I have been branching out there, trying out things from... Uh, from Vice, they have uh, Noisy is their music site. They've been doing a, um, a documentary uh, based on uh, Kendrick Lamar and a bunch of different uh, things out in Compton and South Central uh, out there in L.A. Check that stuff out. It's very interesting. Uh, I've been doing a lot of different things with uh, different sites that I'm posting their stuff for rock-related things, so... I mean, there's really no reason to not post this other stuff. If you're not interested in it, don't po- don't click on it. I mean, it's just that simple. If you like the work that they do, for example, Digital Tour Bus, who interviews a ton of different artists from a ton of different genres, then maybe you like the style of interviewing that they do. And 
maybe you'll like an artist that you weren't aware of before, some singer-songwriter or maybe some punk pop duo. I don't know. I'm just throwing things out there. But that's the whole thing. Ear Peeler is just a way to get hooked on different shows that you may not know or different artists. Or maybe you are a fan of an artist and you weren't aware of the fact that they're interviewed on a specific show. So that's what Ear Peeler is all about. In any event, let's get into another track by Soulfly. This is coming off of Prophecy. The name of this track is, and I used to use this as an intro, obviously, the name of the track is Mars by Soulfly. What you cannot see 
The Galaxy of Geeks podcast is four guys talking all things geek, whether that's Star Wars, Marvel vs. DC, TV shows, movies, or anything in between. We have all the geek bases. Go to galaxyofgeeks.net to find out more. Punch it! All right, there you had a little Mars coming off of the Prophecy album there and followed up by a quick commercial there for my other podcast, Galaxy of Geeks, episode 5.5 is our latest episode. It is a bonus episode with just Ian and myself talking all things X-Files and uh, what, Walking Dead and we get off on a, a bunch of different tangents with all geek-related topics, uh, The Flash, things of that nature. And we look forward to recording Episode 6, hopefully this weekend. So if you haven't checked that out and you're into Star Wars or, or similar, we highly recommend that you check out Galaxy of Geeks. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher. Or you can find us right there on galaxyofgeeks.net. We're also up on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and all that great stuff. YouTube as well. Chris is doing uh, video interviews. Chris Vaglio, who you've heard um, on this podcast before. And he was on, I guess it was uh, last episode, yeah. And he's he's been doing uh, interviews with other directors. He owns a, a small... Uh, I don't know how you would call it, a film house or, or something along those lines. Uh, um, he's co-owner of a studio, of a small studio. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the exact term. So there you go. And he's interviewing other directors and actually pretty cool. It's I equate it to and, you know, people are going to say, well, it's not the same level or whatnot. But I equate it a lot to listening to Jamie Josta's podcast because there is a lot of inside information between people that are directors or people that are involved within the industry. Even though it's on a smaller level, there are a lot of different topics that that they're talking about that unless you're involved in that industry, you wouldn't really know all that much about. So. There you go. Um, let's see. Let's check out another track. This is from Cavalier, Cons- Cavalier Conspiracy. Excuse me. <laughs> this is a track that I really, really like. This is off the Inflicted album. Uh, this is possibly my favorite track by the band. It is called Hearts of Darkness by Cavalier Conspiracy. <laughs> Around the world in vain I 
just got back from your work break and you need a little pick-me-up? Mars Attacks Podcast is featured weekdays on Maximum Threshold Radio at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. in the UK, and 7 p.m. Central European Time. Go to MaximumTreshold.net to tune in or find out more. Okay, one more track here, and then we'll jump right on into the interview with Max Cavalera. This is also coming off of the Archangel album. Name of this track is Ishtar Rising. We'll jump into a little sample of this track, and then we'll jump on into the interview with Max. Today's obviously 9-11, and on the album three, you had one minute of silence to commemorate what had happened. Can you remember where you were when the terrorist attacks took place? Yeah, we just got back from New York the day before. Wow. Uh, yeah, we were in, we were in a, we had a meeting with Roadrunner, um, and then we flew back to Phoenix, uh, arrived the day after that happened, and... Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I was uh, just waking up, and my wife was, like, screaming, and, um, you know, she came to the living room and saw the images on TV, and I couldn't believe it. It was just incredible and insane. It like, looked like we were being attacked. It looked like beginning of war or something, you know, so it was pretty crazy. So it was my way of, um, I was making the Soulflight 3 at the time, and, a lot of people were doing songs and making whole songs about it, and I thought that my way of, of making a, a dedication to what happened would be a minute of silence, which I thought was the the best way to represent and pay tribute to what happened to the victims, you know? And uh, 
I think it was done the, the right way with the Pledge of Allegiance, um, with my my grandkids doing the my my grandkids and kids doing the uh, Pledge of Allegiance also on the album. Um, I think it was the right way, the right uh, tribute to what happened. You know, I I agree with you. For for someone that. Uh that witnessed what happened that day from about a hundred yards away. I can't even imagine what it would be like to try to put everything that took place that day into a song. So, I mean, I, I always thought that that was a fitting, you know, way to address the, the, everything that had happened that day. So, yeah, it was, it was a way that I found it to, to express it, you know, and sure. Um, you know, it, it's really a horrible tragedy that we hope it never happens again, you know, and um, we always feel for the victims, for the families, you know. Um, I didn't have any family that, that died there, but I can't imagine the, the, the suffering, the, the pain they go through, you know, and uh, music's really good for that, you know, so I always think, you know, music always helped people in times of need, and um, Soulfly has helped a lot of people. We get a lot of letters and emails from people that has say that Soulfly has helped in their uh, their life, you know. So I think hopefully, hopefully even that has helped a little bit uh, with with somebody, you know. Absolutely, that's great. I mean, that's as you're saying, music is is a great way to help overcome various difficult points in time in your life. So I agree with you 100. percent um, shortly after three, you put out prophecy and that was the first time that we got to see Mark Rizzo in the band. How important has he been overall to not only Soulfly, but his contribution to Cavalier cons- conspiracy as well? Yeah. Mark is incredible. I think he's one of the best guitar players in the world. I think he's so underrated. It kind of bugs me sometimes. I think he should be on every guitar magazine and, the kid's magic, you know, he's like, he's an amazing player and he's a million times better than me and, and, uh, so talented, you know, like he plays flamenco, he plays shredding, he does eruption from Van Halen note by note, you know, in the dressing room. Sometimes just, I just watch him and sometimes I just like to sit by him and just hear him play. He's just killer. And, uh, he's a good friend too. Very, very cool guy. And so I like the fact that he's been with me from, 10 years he's the longest guy in the in the band i have a great relationship with him he's like he's like a brother you know like a real became a brother of mine in the band and i always wanted that that relationship i had that with andreas and sepultura we were really pretty close and we wrote a lot of cool stuff together uh the territory uh chorus was written in my backyard with acoustic guitar just me and andreas jamming we went to sedona one time just with the guitars that's where we wrote kaiovas so I had a cool relationship with Andres, and I wanted to have one like that with Mark. So uh, when Mark came in the picture, I knew he was the right guy, perfect guy. And, uh, yeah, I, wish, I was hoping he would stay, and he did stay, and it's great. He helps me with everything, with the sounds, with the riffs. Um, great guy to have around, really, really. And he's a, he's a good friend, too, so it's like the perfect guy, perfect band member. Gotcha. Okay. And with Archangel, obviously the band, or obviously your history, not only with Sepultura, but with Soulfly, is obviously 30 years strong now. And is there anything 30 years into your career that you wanted to do different 
on this album as opposed to other albums you'd released? Yeah, there's a lot of things that Archangel that is like new, even for me. Even some of the riffs are really kind of maybe mixed with like black metal influences and really kind of um, exotic kind of riffs like Bethlehem's Blood and Titans and the Archangel. I love the riff of Archangel and I like the fact that the album is very diverse. He has songs like We Sold Our Social Matter, which is a trash anthem, just pure aggression and live life hard about the way we live our life. And then you have biblical stuff like Sodomites and Archangel. Um, I think it's, it's, it was, it was the, the, the best idea. And the album came out because... I really want to do something really different from the last record, which was Savages, which I was really happy with. But I didn't want to do Savages too. I want to really want to break free from that and come up with something very different. And we found something on Archangel, so uh, it makes me very happy that we got to break free from that and create something very different from our last record. And for me, that's sometimes the best feeling. It's a bit like when we did. Um, Going from from Arise to Chaos AD, which are two records that I really love, but very different from each other. And you, if you have the ability to do that, it's very difficult to do it. But if you do it and do it right, the result is always quite amazing. Yeah, you touched this upon this a second ago. The album does have a lot of different religious themes, and you've worked with religious themes over the years. Have you ever worried about any type of fanaticism when writing the lyrics? No, because I'm my position is not a preaching one. You know, I'm telling the story pretty much, and and it's really um, always been fascinated by that work. You know, even as a kid, because I grew up, my mother was a high priest in Brazil of of her religion, which is Brazilian African religion, and I seen people possessed and talking in languages and and uh, you know possessed by spirits. So I've been always near spiritual world. Has always been with me since I was a little kid. And the early Sepultura stuff, there was a fixation with, with the crucifixion and Morbid Divisions. The album cover is the crucifixion with a bunch of demons around. And I've always been uh, fascinated by the story, the Bible stories. I think they're amazing. You know, like the, the Sodom story and stories of Bethlehem, even, even the, the stories of... Uh, crucifixion of Jesus and all that. It's pretty heavy, pretty hardcore, and it works good, good with metal. And I was really under influence from other bands at that time, like um, a lot of Behemoth, Malakash, Watain, and some of them have kind of, um, kind of some religious kind of songs too, like, you know, Behemoth has, you know, Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel, which is a great song. I was right. listening to a lot of that when I when I made Archangel, so very heavily influenced by that. And uh, I think it came up quite good. I think it's um, it's just a take on 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 some of the stories, but done in a in a metal way. It becomes something different than um, just religion. You know, it's something. A, a bit different than preaching religion because we don't want to do that. And I saw a video online where you described uh, the influence behind the track Mother of Dragons. Obviously, people are thinking that it's all about Game of Thrones. And obviously, during this video, you mentioned how big of a fan you are of the show. 
In your opinion, is Jon Snow dead? Is what? Is Jon Snow dead? I think that the witch is going to bring him back to life. <laughs> I, I, you know, I saw the show and I thought it was pretty obvious, but I don't know how many people are, are freaking out, so I guess we'll see in a few months. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's, it's one way to go is having her, you know, bring him from the bring him back from the dead or uh, yeah. you know maybe maybe he'll become a snow uh, a white walker even you never know <laughs> yeah i guess we'll we'll have to see um way before rap artists started bringing special guests on their albums you had jello biafra and a bunch of different people going all the way back to sepultura and you've continued to do this over the years is there one person that you've wanted to have on your albums that you were never able to obtain or that in the future you'd like to work with? Uh, no, I work with pretty much everybody I wanted to. You know, so some of the names, uh, some of the people I still want to work with, it's a little bit like, let's see what happens. The bigger names like Lemmy and Ozzy, you know, I would love to do a song with, with, with those guys or, or James Hatfield, you know, but we have, you know, this it's more complicated with the big names. Sure. But I love the idea. I think the idea is great. And I think all the bands are doing out, you know, Lamb of God had Greg and, and Chino on their, on their album. And I think it's cool that they are doing that too. They're picking it up on the idea and it's growing into other bands and more people is doing that. I think it's great. You know, I think the more, the better. I think it's a cool idea. Um, when we did it, uh, with Jello Biafra and Roots with Mike Patton and John from Corn, uh, it was just the beginning of it. You know, I think it shows the uh, kind of unity in metal and that we kind of a brother. We are a brotherhood and we are together in the same boat. I like that. I think that's kind of, that's the spirit of metal. Anyway, it is to, to kind of help each other. And I really like Archangel of having newer bands, having nails and and King Parrot, because the, the new generation of metal that's coming out now, uh, part of that new generation, and uh, I'd like to, really happy that I got them involved in Archangel, and hopefully in the future I get to involve more bands. I was thinking about maybe having a little festival uh, next year, maybe a mini Ozfest, you know, like a Max Fest type thing on the side, having my favorite underground bands playing. Something a little bit smaller than Ozfest, of course, but also kind of really cool with a lot of potential for, um, you know, with the underground bands because I listen to them, I love them, and I want to help them. And a lot of them, I don't think they tour the states a lot. Bands like Our Penance and and Blood Truth, you don't really hear from, about them touring the states, so. I would love to bring them, you know, kind of festival capacity. So I'm going to work on that next year. Hopefully it will come to life. Cool. Very awesome idea. Um, flipping the question around, has there ever been someone who's approached you to guest on their album and you've had to turn it down for whatever reason and after hearing the final product thought, damn, you know, I wish I would have been able to have lent my vocals to that project? Um... Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, you know, not really. I mean, most of the, the collaborations I'm really, I end up doing and uh, was really happy with the, the Keisha Strang one and Malakash. Um, 
So, so no. I mean, one thing I have a regret, oh, we, we were playing in Europe this year, and I still asked me to come and sing Cop Killer with him. Right. And I would love to do that because not just I'm a big Ice-T fan. It's such a cool song. And, and uh, he asked for me itself. He came in my dressing room and asked. And I had an autograph session with the fans, and I couldn't cancel. And it was right at the same time of, of the Ice-T show, the Body Count show. So mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I had to turn it down. And that really bugs me, man. Even today, I still kick myself in the ass for not doing it. <laughs> it would have been great, you know, but the fans got to come first. Sure, absolutely. And just recently, they mentioned that your last album cover for Cavalera Conspiracy is going to be featured in an art gallery. What's that like for you? Awesome. I mean, the artist is an amazing artist. He's a Brazilian uh, guy, Stefan Deutschnoff. He, he, he has painted whole cities in Brazil, and his, huh. his projects are all, all over Sao Paulo. He's got a church now that he's painting in, in downtown Sao Paulo. So he's a, he's a great artist. We, we, I have much, much respect for the guy. I think he's, he's great. And I love the cover of, of Pandemonium. And um, so hearing that it's going to be in the exhibition just makes me super happy. Speaking of Cavalera Conspiracy, what does the future hold in store for the band? Is there anything imminent uh, with the band? Or are you going to wait until the touring cycle for... Archangel to do anything. Yeah, we're going to wait till Archangel is done and probably Killer BQ is second record is out. I still like the idea of doing an EP, just me and Eagle for uh, like the Raw Brothers, the Rawness that started the whole thing back even before Sepultura. That was the Brothers, the Cavalera Brothers. An EP with just the two of us playing everything. Uh, I can play bass and guitars on it and Eagle drums and be kind of like Igor mentioned in some interview like the white stripes of metal type thing and uh, kind of be would have been really cool. I still like this idea having a getting a real good producer to produce this thing and be a massive killer EP and uh, put that out sometime. I think that might be the next thing we do with Cavalera. With your kids coming into the industry, obviously one of your sons is the drummer of Soulfly, what is the what you feel is the most important piece of information about the industry that you've been able to tell them? Um, kind of like it is a a, a hard uh, life, not easy, and you got to be really devoted and be willing to do things that other people wouldn't do to succeed. That's the key to success in this business. And, uh, but if you do it also, you get the bear many fruits, you know, what you get back from it is also amazing. So the hard work is, is amazing, is, is important, but what you get back also, it's really amazing. That's the best thing I can tell them. And, uh, um, I think they are doing really good. You know, Zion blew me away on the new record. Uh, his drumming became much, much better. Um, it really uh, step up on the drumming and became much, much exciting. And especially on the fast parts on the new album, I really think he stepped it up and really did a great job. And, uh, yeah, we're a total dedicated metal family. Everybody works for Soulfly, selling T-shirts and doing road crew and playing in the band. So (laughs) 
it's a full-on metal family, you know, just no reality TV show for us. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you think is the biggest misconception the press has or from the blabbermouths and everything else that are that are out there? What's the biggest misconception about Max Cavalera? Probably that I'm a, you know, Christian metal band. You know, that's the one that bugs me a bit because we're not, you know, I'm not, I am... In fact, I'm kind of I'm anti-religion a little bit. I don't like the pedophile priest, the Inquisition, the wars for religion. I think is wrong, you know. And and being uh, spiritual is very different from being uh, Christian, you know. So that's one of the things that kind of bug me. The rest I don't pay much attention for. Like people complain about my hair, my teeth, my weight. <laughs> You know, I, even though I've been trying to lose weight a little bit now, trying to get in shape for the tour. But, um, you know, it's kind of, I come kind of from a punk rock mentality where those things don't really mean much. Sure. Um, you know, I don't give a fuck how you look. It's all about your, what you love. And, uh, sure. you know, we're not, we're not supermodels, you know, <laughs> you're not supposed to, to, uh, have to, to look, you know, cute for the girls. You know, nobody gives a shit about that. Um, <laughs> so I don't, I really don't care for that. And, um, yeah, you, you kind of live and learn with life. You know, the other thing I don't care about is like charts and Grammys and shit like that. That, that, that doesn't, I have a couple gold albums on my wall because uh, Gloria wanted to put them up. Otherwise, I would have melted them and <laughs> turned them into, um, necklaces <laughs> you know but uh i really don't give a shit about grammys and any of that shit you know it's like in fact i made a comment like uh, grammys are like uh, uh like hemorrhoids every asshole gets one eventually where should people go to keep up with everything that you have going on uh soulfly uh dot com, uh glorious facebook she does an amazing job really promoting the band and, and helping and getting in touch with a lot of fans. And she does the Growing Up Green, which is amazing stories. Um, so I think those those places are the best place for contact. Yeah, she's a great storyteller with her blog, without a doubt. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Max Cavalera, Soulfly. You're listening to Mars Attack. Stay metal. <laughs>
There's my interview with Max Cavalera, a legendary singer and guitarist. want to thank Charles over at Nuclear Blast for helping me set everything up. Once again, that was done on September 11th, 2015, and it is finally out there. So slowly but surely, we are getting all of these interviews out. If I interviewed you and you happen to listen to my podcast, I do apologize, but your interview will be coming out shortly. So there you go. All right. I want to thank you guys for listening to the show once again. Um, if you want to check out any of our great sponsors, the links are there up on the site. Also have the donate button if you are so inclined to do so. And that's that. Uh, if you want to find out more information about what we do, um, about this show, just go to Mars Attacks Radio. Dot com to find out all the back episodes, links to all the social media sites, so on and so forth. So uh, thanks again for listening. And what we're going to do is we're going to leave you with the track that everyone's heard off of, off of the latest album, off of Archangel. Yeah, I understand that pretty much everything that I played was off of Archangel and Prophecy. Those are the two albums that I like the most. Uh, they're probably their biggest albums are the first two, but uh, not to say that I don't like those albums. It's just that these two and the songs that I picked are some of my favorites by Soulfly. And obviously it would be cool if you pick up their latest album, let them know that they're doing a great job. So there you go. Anyway, thanks again for listening. We are going to leave you with the first single off of Arch Enemy. Arch Enemy, yes, Arch Enemy. There you go. Archangel, my bad. <laughs> we sold our souls to metal. See ya. <laughs> Oh,
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 